What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down five players that are skyrocketing up my rankings, and I'll give you an honorable mention at the end as well. These are guys that, because of you know some news that's come out recently, guys that are moving up in my rankings, guys that I'm taking higher than ADP currently at the moment. So if you guys want to take this advice straight into action, you guys know the drill. Promo code FSE at underdogfantasy.com will get you 100% back on whatever you put in. If you guys are hesitant, this is number one, the best way that you can get ready for your home league drafts and get yourself sharpened and sharpen up your strategy. And number two, they have plenty of contests going right now. The Puppy 3 is live. The Dalmatian just went live today. Best Ball Mania 3 going fast and furious. So you can get your share of huge, huge prizes in those contests, as well as both our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto and our Redraft Rankings Manifesto for free as a thank you for using that. So you sign up with you know, 10, 20 bucks, you get 100% back, you get our rankings for free, and you get sharper for your home league drafts, big shares of huge prize pools. You can't get a better deal than that. So so without further ado, as always, like, comment, subscribe if you enjoy. Now let's hit the intro. All right, so the first guy that we're going to talk about is Alvin Kamara, running back for the New Orleans Saints, running back 14, 31st overall right now in underdog ADP, ranks number 11, 22nd overall for me right now. So I'm sure most of you guys know why his ADP is suppressed is because of the looming suspension, but a lot of people probably don't know just how good Alvin Kamara was when he was on the field last year. RB5 in points per game. He still has the elite receiving workload that we look for. He led all the running backs with a 20.2% target share, ran the most routes at the position, was top five in yards per route run. Kamara did all of this while playing for the 19th ranked scoring offense, 28th ranked in weighted DVOA. This team got much better around him with Michael Thomas actually back on the field. Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry coming in, Jameis Winston back from his ACL tear. And Alvin Kamara has made his hay over the past couple of years by scoring a lot of touchdowns. So the fact that, you know, all these pieces around him are back is good news for him and his scoring potential. The elephant in the room, as I mentioned already, is a looming suspension that we could see for Alvin Kamara as a result of the incident that happened at the Pro Bowl where he apparently assaulted somebody. But yesterday we had something transpire that could change things. He had a court hearing scheduled for August 1st, which was yesterday, and his court hearing was delayed by two months into the month of October. So what this means is that the NFL is probably unlikely to suspend Alvin Kamara because they can't really suspend him because they don't have grounds to do so because he hasn't actually had a court hearing yet. So unless a video were to surface of him actually committing the assault, which definitely is possible that that exists. So he definitely still carries some risk because he could get suspended still, but the NFL will probably come out at some point and say whether or not they're going to suspend him because they don't really have grounds to do so. The, the big risk is actually holding Alvin Kamara into the season rather than drafting him and having him at the beginning of the season because at least for the month of September, he should be good with no suspension because this court hearing wouldn't have ha actually happened yet. So, uh, and the other thing too, is that they could actually push it further. So there's a chance that they might delay this thing all the way until the off season next year. And you could get a third round Alvin Kamara at a, at a really cheap cost because everybody was concerned. So definitely something that uh, I think people need to take into account. Uh, Alvin Kamara is, is definitely risky because of all this suspension stuff. But for the most part, I think his situation from like a fantasy perspective is in a good enough uh, position where he's worth that risk that you're taking. And like I said, there's a chance that the NFL just comes out and says that uh, he won't be suspended outright. And then at that point, he's going to skyrocket up to a first round pick once again. So uh, the next guy that we're going to talk about, a guy that's skyrocketing up my rankings is Cam Akers, running back for the Los Angeles Rams, running back 19, 43rd overall right now in ADP, ranked number 13 at a uh, running back. 
29th overall for me. And as I broke down in the league winning running backs video, Cam Akers has everything in front of him to be a superstar fantasy running back this year. He plays in an elite offense. They were number one in DBOA last year with a first year Matthew Stafford. So maybe they could even get a little bit better than they were last year. They have an elite offensive line. They've been top 10 in run blocking each of the last two seasons. Red zone usage for Rams running backs has been out the wazoo the past couple of years. Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle split time as the starter last year, and they combined for 75 red zone touches last season, which ranked second only to Jonathan Taylor. So the starting Rams running back, if that's indeed Cam Akers, like we believe it to be, had 13 games last year with 70% plus of the team snaps. In games where Sony Michelle was the clear starter, he had 24, 28, 21, 20, 31, 24, and 25 opportunities in those games. In games where Daryl Henderson was the clear starter, he had 17, 18, 20, 18, 24, 21, and 20 opportunities per game. So the Rams know how to use a workhorse running back. It's pretty much similar to the Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh Steelers situation. And Cam Akers came back in the playoffs five and a half months after a torn Achilles. And immediately he was handed 19, 27, 14, and 17 opportunities in those games. Five and a half months off of an injury that no running back has ever come back from. Now, the elephant in the room for Cam Akers is that he's still returning from the torn Achilles, but that's baked into his price. You can get this guy in the fourth round right now. And we have reports from the Athletics' Jordan Rod- uh, Rodrigue that he is 100% healthy. And I don't really care how he performed in the playoffs. A lot of people are concerned that, you know, he wasn't that good. He wasn't very efficient. He fumbled all the time. It doesn't really matter to me because he was five and a half months off of a torn Achilles. He's clearly healthy now. The important thing was the usage that we saw out of Cam Akers. They were ready to give this guy the full workload right away, no questions asked. We also have reports that he might be used more in the passing game, which I'm not even really baking into his upside, but it definitely is possible that he increases that role because he was a pretty decent pass catcher at Florida State. The important thing is that Cam Akers has 15-plus rushing touchdown upside as the starting running back for this team. And yeah, Daryl Henderson might be involved here and there. It doesn't really matter because you can get the starting running back for the Los Angeles Rams, one of the best offenses in the league, who's a 99th percentile athlete in the third to fourth round of fantasy drafts because people are still concerned about the torn Achilles. Most fantasy doctors don't even really know what to think of Cam Akers because they think he can be an outlier. According to you know our friend Edwin Porras, he's like, he could be good, he could be bad. They don't even really know what to think. So I'm taking the risk on Cam Akers knowing that the upside is tremendous. He's a guy that if we knew he was 100% healthy or the, the, the torn Achilles didn't exist, this would be a guy that was being drafted in the first round of fantasy drafts, no questions asked. So the next guy that we're going to talk about is Michael Thomas, wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints. And honestly, it makes me sick to be gassing up two New Orleans Saints in the same video. As you guys know, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I absolutely hate the New Orleans Saints, but Michael Thomas is one of the biggest values in drafts right now. He is currently going as the wide receiver 36, 75th overall pick. I have him as my wide receiver 20, 39th overall pick. And I might even raise him higher than that because I'm really not sure what people need to see about Michael Thomas. He's healthy. He cleared the pop list. He's out you know, full participant in training camp right now. Why is his ADP not a third to fourth round pick? We're talking about a wide receiver capable of a 33% target share. Last time he was on the field in 2020, even despite being marred with injuries, he posted a top five target share of 27.9%. These are his reception perception numbers from 2020, not 2019 when he was historically great. His 2020 season when he was dealing with injuries. 91st percentile against man, 88th percentile against press, 66th percentile against zone. This is the easiest bounce back 
I've ever seen in my entire life. Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. This offense is going to be pretty good. As much as I hate it as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I think this offense is going to be pretty good. Their moves and everything that I've heard from guys like Nick Underhill, who cover the team professionally, indicate that they're going to let Jameis rip it more. They're going to be a little bit more pass heavy than we saw from them last year. So we got a former number one overall wide receiver in Michael Thomas, who's been you know a league winning wide receiver before, now fully healthy, playing in a potentially pass heavy offense as the clear cut alpha. How on earth is this guy going outside of the top three to four rounds? To me, is absolutely ridiculous. He's one of my biggest values in fantasy drafts right now. Number four on this list is Kadarius Toney, currently going as the wide receiver 39, 81st overall on underdog fantasy. He is the wide receiver 35, 73rd overall in my rankings. And in my opinion, we all saw what we needed to see with Kadarius Toney when he was healthy last year. He was able to beat zone coverage at an 80% success rate, according to reception perception in the 63rd percentile, despite dealing with a litany of injuries as a rookie wide receiver last year. This receiving core has a lot of mystery behind it. We don't really know um, how the targets are going to be divvied up between Kadarius Tony, between uh, Kenny Galladay, between Wandell Robinson, Saquon Barkley, and everybody involved. But what we do know is that Kadarius Tony can play, and he ranked top seven in the NFL last year with a 29% targets per route run his rookie season, despite dealing with injuries. Now, Kadarius Tony isn't a slam dunk. He's kind of the definition of betting on flashes, which we're doing with guys like Gabriel Davis at way higher ADPs. But we're getting this guy in like the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round, depending on your league market. And Brian Dayball comes in to run a much faster pace offense here. They got Saquon back and healthy. Kenny Galladay's there. Wondell Robinson looks pretty good, supposedly. This offense could be sneaky good, and Kadarius Tony could be the number one target in this offense. He goes round seven on underdog, but I think you can routinely get this guy in round eight to ten in most of your guys' home leagues on Sleeper, ESPN, NFL Fantasy, whatever the case is, because I think people are scared to buy into a Daniel Jones-led you know, a uh, high target competition type of situation. And Kadarius Tony has kind of proven to me already that he might be the best receiver there and a guy that I'm willing to bet on at his current price. So he's a guy that's rising in my rankings. I think when you're in the seventh, eighth round looking for your fifth or sixth wide receiver, which is typically how many wide receivers I already have on my team before Kadarius Tony's even on my mind. Uh, he's a guy that I'm definitely willing to bet on as a high upside play. Another high upside play that I think is great to bet on right now is Traylon Burks. Wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans, wide receiver 46, 94th overall on underdog fantasy. He's my wide receiver 40, 90th overall pick in my own personal rankings. Traylon Burks, unlike any other rookie wide receiver outside of maybe Drake London, has immense opportunity in front of him this year because we have a top 20 pick at wide receiver who is a great prospect with a proven track record of age-adjusted production, high target shares, great film. He was a good prospect. He was a first-round caliber wide receiver, and he walks into a situation that, yeah, is going to have a high run rate. The Tennessee Titans are going to run their offense through Derrick Henry, but when they throw the ball, Traylon Burks can carve out a number one role because he is the prospect that everybody wanted him to be. The only difference is the conditioning and the asthma stuff is very narrative-y, and it's causing his ADP to drop a little bit, but make no mistake, in this area of the draft, rounds 8 to 10, it's been very profitable to bet on rookie wide receivers the past couple of years. Guys like Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddle have come from this area of the draft and produced as rookies. Just think about it with common sense. A slam dunk first round wide receiver goes to a situation with a quarterback that even though Ryan Tannehill gets a lot of shit, he's ranked top 12 in PFF passing grade the last three years. And Traylon Burks's major target competition is Robert Woods, who is eight months removed from a torn ACL and is like 30 years old. To me, it seems like a perfect bet to make. Traylon Burks doesn't cost you a ton. He's a guy that you get as like your fifth, sixth, seventh wide receiver on your roster and a guy that could pay off huge for people in fantasy drafts this year. 
And a quick honorable mention before we get out of here, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys, basically due to recent news, he's a guy that's going to be thrust up people's draft boards and up people's rankings. Michael Gallup is unlikely to be back for week one coming off of a torn ACL. James Washington just got hurt in practice as well. And Jalen Tolbert takes the spotlight. He was a solid prospect for those of uh, of you who don't know about him. An older guy coming out uh, of South Alabama, but he improved all four years in college and had over a 30% target share the past two seasons before he came out for the draft. So he has some opportunity in front of him to become a legit target in one of the most pass-heavy offenses in the league, pioneered by a great quarterback like Dak Prescott. So he's another guy that is rising in my rankings currently. So if you guys enjoyed this video, as always, leave a like. Comment any of your thoughts down below. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Check out the Patreon for more uh, rookie content, for more Dynasty content, for more redraft content. All that stuff coming fast and furious at you guys on the Patreon. So make sure you check that out. Check out Underdog Fantasy, as I mentioned at the beginning of the video. Uh, FantasyStockExchange.co if you're looking for some merch, some mugs, some t-shirts, some hoodies, whatever the case is. Go check that out. With that being said, peace out, and I'll talk to you soon.